fresh off the NFL Draft. New week, new energy, brand new edition of shows and uh, the, thir- the, the third and fourth episode of The Last Dance, the Michael Jordan-led Chicago Bulls getting even more entertaining as the series goes on. They, they probably need to, ESPN probably needs to do a 20-part documentary on just Dennis Rodman by himself, but you are more so intrigued, you are more so interested in being locked and loaded onto the hottest show on the streets, the best form of Alabama football news, notes, and information you will find anywhere. This right here in my own worst, the podcast with yours truly, your man, Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine, coming to you from Tuscaloosa, and we are streaming this to you via YouTube. And speaking of YouTube, if you are new to the show, new to the network, new to the channel right now, hit that subscribe button right now and turn on your notifications so that you can get the best and alerts updates, news, and coverage on your favorite football program, that being the Alabama Crimson Tide. If you are new to the channel, new to the network, go ahead right now, turn on, or hit the subscribe button and turn on those notifications so that you can get the best in news, notes, and coverage. Because of you, the Crimson Tide Nation, there were over 8,000 subscribers strong here on the YouTube channel. But as always, show bigger than me, I'm joined by my man, John Ivory, JP, in the production studio, dropping those beats like none other. JP, how you feeling, by the way? Feeling good, man. Hey, I got a mic now. <laughs> he made it up! Now. I'm here. He had the game now. JP, how was your weekend? I heard you got turned up. Man, I, I slept all weekend. You slept I all weekend? I did some work and I slept. I was supposed to go to this party, but I didn't make it. Oh, man. Hold on. They didn't save any girls for you, man? Nah. <laughs> we, got John, we got JP, John Ivory here in the building as always. 205-448-1358. Be number to call in to let your voice be heard on the show. 205 205- 448-1358 as we got a jam-packed edition of slate of topics to get to. We're going to talk to my man, former Alabama wide receiver Mac Hereford, who played for the Crimson Tide from 2016 to 2019, a little bit later on in the show. But we start things off here with some updates. In the first one, we look at two young men that were featured on the show, that were interviewed on this show, that being former Alabama safety Jared Maiden and former Crimson Tide defensive back Shaheem Carter. Both guys, despite not being drafted through seven rounds of this year's venue, which took place on last week, both guys did sign undrafted free agent contracts. Jared Maiden getting picked up by the San Francisco 49ers, so he heads to the West Coast. Shaheem Carter getting picked up by the New York Jets, so congratulations to both of those young men. Also, former Alabama offensive tackle DJ Fluker on the move again. Fluker announced via Twitter on Sunday that he has been released from the Seattle Seahawks after two seasons with the team. He was very productive in those two years at offensive guard. Fluker helping one Russell Wilson have his fourth 4,000-yard passing campaign in eight seasons this past year. Wilson, 4,100. 10 passing yards, had a passer rating of 106.3, if I'm not mistaken, and in back-to-back seasons, Fluker helping running back Chris Carson become a two-time 1,000-yard rusher. Also, rounds two through seven of the NFL draft for the Bama players, really, really interesting the last week as six players were drafted in those rounds, five in terms of Alabama, but six overall. If you were to count one, Jalen Hurts. And starting things off with Xavier McKinney. He went second round, pick 38 overall to the New York football giants. How about X-Man McKinney? He is re- he is united with former Alabama defensive lineman uh, Dalvin Tomlinson. And also Joe Judge, who is the head coach of the G-Men. At one point in time, a special teams assistant for the Crimson Tide from 2009 to 2011. So X has found a home with the Giants. How about Trayvon Diggs? Everybody thought that X would have the star on his helmet. No, it is Diggs to the Dallas Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? In the second round, pick number 51, Diggs with his length. 
and athleticism at 6'2", good ball skills, good instincts, very intelligent young man, and he will join ranks with former tied safety HaHa ha Clinton Diggs, a big-time pro in the NFL, and also he will be defending the likes of Amari Cooper in practice. Cooper, who recently signed a five-year, $100 million deal with the Cowboys. So Diggs, a member of America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. We roll on down to pick number 53, which happened to be Jalen Hurts in the second round of the Philadelphia Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly. You got Jalen Hurts. And we will continue more so into Hurts in a little bit as to why this was a good move made by the Philadelphia Eagles Hearts pick number 53 in the second round. Moving on down, we got Raekwon Davis, and this one was a shocker at number 56 overall of the second round to the Miami Dolphins. A lot of people, even I myself, had him probably as a third to fourth round guy. Not saying he didn't make any improvements this past season, which he did. It was just that the massive numbers in terms of tackles for loss and sacks not at the same production that he had his sophomore year in 2017 but regardless of that gets drafted in the second round of the Dolphins and, it, and it will become the bodyguard of one Tua Tagovailoa. and as we move on down the line here the third round we pick up Terrell Lewis third round 84th overall pick to the Los Angeles Rams and uh, if T. Lou stays healthy the Rams got a steal. They get a first-round talent in the third round. And the reason why I say this is, look at who T. Lou gets to work with. One of the best interior pass rushers in the game right now, and Aaron Donald. He gets to work with Michael Brockers. And also, Sean Robinson, who left the Detroit Lions to sign a two-year deal with the Rams. So he'll be joined back up with the former, uh, with an Alabama alum in Sean Robinson. So... Big ups there to T. Lou. We move on down now to Anthony Jennings, the final guy for Alabama that was drafted between rounds two through seven. He went third round, 87th overall pick to the New England Patriots. And uh, though a lot of people thought, some people thought Tua could go to the Patriots. Some people thought Xavier McKinney to New England. But this felt like a Patriot move with Anthony Jennings just due to New England like those tough, hard-nosed, uh, determined, motivated, no-nonsense guys that put on the hard hat, hit the ground numb, get, hit the ground running, get that production done on the field. And Anthony Jennings, that type of guy, he improved each and every season at Alabama, including his senior year, where he exploded in 2019, 83 tackles, led the team in tackles for loss with 12 and a half, had eight sacks, five pass breakups, eight quarterback hurries, one interception, was one of two reasons right with Xavier McKinney that kept Alabama in the top 20 nationally for scoring defense and total defense. So you've got to know that Nick Saban talked to Bill Belichick quite a bit about Anthony Jennings and with the Patriots losing the likes of Kyle Van Noy, Danny Shelton, and also Jamie Collins, it had to retool that defense. And what better way to retool that than getting Anthony Jennings. So kudos to all of those young men coming off the board between the second and the seventh round for the Crimson Tide. But we get into first major topic of conversation, that being one, Jalen Hurts to the Philadelphia Eagles at number 53 overall pick in the second round. Was this a reach for the Eagles getting Hurts? Because when you look at national media right now, some people happy with the pick, some people not happy with the pick. Some Eagles, some Eagles fans are happy, some are not. You even had one Michael Vick, former NFL great who played 15 years in the league, played some for the Eagles as well. He came out and he co-signed the pick, saying that the move by the Eagles to get Jalen Hurts was a really, really good one. And for those that remember Michael Vick, he when he came into the league in 2001, from Virginia Tech to the Atlanta Falcons, he was larger than life. He was dazzling. He was sensational. He brought the term, you know, dual threat quarterback to, you know, the big stage, the giant stage. I mean, Vic was so big, you had something that was called the Michael Vic experience. And yes, he had off-field issues, the federal dogfighting charges that had him lose everything. The Atlanta Falcons moved on from him. But, you know, in 2008, 
from 2009, excuse me, he gets another chance to play in the league with the Philadelphia Eagles. Andy Reid, the head coach at that time, and Donovan McNabb, they rolled the dice on Vic in 2009. He was kind of a gadget player. He was in on maybe a couple of plays, a few plays or so. And then 2010, at the expense of the Eagles trading McNabb to the Redskins and having Kevin Cobb, you know, go down to an injury due to a concussion, the insurance player that was Vic scared out of his mind because he, it was three years and he was not a starting quarterback due to being an incarceration. But the skill set never left Vic. And in 2010, had a career year. Threw for 3,018 passing yards, 21 touchdowns, just seven picks. Had a career passer rating of 100.6. Had nine rushing touchdowns. Took the Eagles to the playoffs. Was the comeback player of the year. And signed a six-year, $100 million deal. So when you look at Jalen Hurts here, as good as Carson Wentz is, and I like the pick. I thought the Eagles did a great job. As good as Carson Wentz is, and you got Carson Wentz first round number two overall pick in the 2016 NFL Draft. When you draft the guy top five, top 10, top 15, the expectation is the Hall of Fame. The expectation is Canton, Ohio getting that gold jacket. The expectation is perennial runs deep in the playoffs, winning your team multiple Super Bowls, being the face of the franchise, and the winner of the locker room. That's the expectation. And the best ability is availability. You want to be able to show everybody that nobody else can do my job better than I can do it. It's what Brett Favre did. It's what Tom Brady did. It's what you know, Drew Brees has done. And uh, as good as Wentz is, big arm, big talent, big size, big athleticism, big intelligence and intangibles, but we can't deny the fact that Carson Wentz is prone to injuries. He's had the knee issues with the ACL tear. He's had concussion issues. He's had back issues. And uh, when you look at it, Carson Wentz, as good as he is, the Eagles had to have the insurance policy of Nick Foles, the journeyman, to make the Super Bowl run. You go back to the 2017 season, you know, Carson Wentz gets hurt. You bring in the Nick Foles. He gets hot. He and, and even when he, even when Wentz got hurt and you brought in Nick Foles, you saw where the Eagles were not missing a the beat. They weren't skipping a beat. Nick Foles took them through the playoffs, took them all the way to the Super Bowl. They beat the New England Patriots with the Philly Special. And then the very next year, you know, Carson Wentz gets hurt again, and Foles takes them into the playoffs again. And it probably would have been another Super Bowl run if not for, you know, some issues there in terms of special teams because they got beat by the Chicago Bears. But as good as Wentz is, the injuries that Wentz has, this is why you make the move for Jalen Hurts in the second round. And the main thing for Carson is you have to pray, you have to hope that, you know, he remains healthy because if Jalen Hurts gets out here on this field and he shows with the competitive nature that he has, with the dual threat ability that he has, and also with his improvement as a passer, as a distributor of the football, because you gotta think Jalen Hurts is gonna get some opportunities to play. If he goes out there, he shows he can handle being with the Eagle system and mastering the Eagle system, then you gotta look at Carson Wentz and go, man, you probably gonna be looking for a trade at some point soon. He's good, he's talented, Big arm, big intelligence, big intangibles is Carson Wentz, but those injuries, you have to look at that. And when you see the likes of the Green Bay Packers who have an Aaron Rodgers who's won a Super Bowl start to finish as the guy and they trade back into the first round and get a quarterback in Jordan Love, then the Eagles here, they like Carson Wentz, they respect Carson Wentz, but from start to finish, Carson Wentz has not gotten that Super Bowl yet. So maybe bringing in a Jalen Hurts, a little bit of an insurance policy, hopefully Wentz can stay healthy. If not, you got a guy that's learned from the best in Nick Saban and also Lincoln Riley and is ready to take on the NFL game. But we take our first break here on In My Own Words, the podcast. Just getting this thing popping off here on a Monday. Upon our return, we dissect your phone calls, tweets, text messages, thoughts, questions, and concerns after this. <laughs> 
every sports fan deserves the proper representation. Whitwill Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wave that title towel in the air like you just don't care in support of Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Only $9.99 and it lasts a lifetime. Head on over to WhitwillSports.com and get your title towel today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to touchdown Alabama.com today and roll tide. You're rocking and rolling with the baddest of the bad from the break here. Yours truly, Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine in my own words, the podcast. Got the man John Ivory, JP with a mic, man. JP, you still rocking and rolling? You still feeling good? Yeah, I'm still here, man. <laughs> He's still rocking and rolling, still feeling good and fans. This is your time, 205-448-1358, the number two. Let your voice be heard on the show, 205-448-1358. You can also text with that number, leave a voicemail with that number. If Twitter is your thing, you can tweet the show directly at In My Own Words TDA. That's at In My Own Words TDA. You can also tweet me directly at Coaching M. Smith. But we take our first call to start the week on a Monday. Waylon, my brother, hope you're doing well, man. What's What's going on? Man, how you doing down at TDA on this beautiful Monday evening, Stephen? What's going on, man? Man, I'm doing well, man. Can't complain. Got a chance to see a lot of Alabama players get drafted on last week, even down to Jalen Hurts, of which I thought the Eagles made a good move. Yeah, they made a good move. You know, I was sort of worried, you know, uh, just how far down the line, you know, Jalen was going to go. I I noticed, you know, maybe people are not looking at him, you know. I mean, the success he had at Alabama, even to get pulled when Tua came in, you know, the numbers. Just go back and look at the numbers. That's all you have to do. Absolutely. And uh, I feel like, once again, this this was an insurance policy move. Don't get me wrong. Carson Wentz is an elite, talented quarterback. He's got the tools. He's got the makeup. But – He's got to stay healthy. He's been prone to injuries. And we've seen, though, he's the franchise guy. He's the million-dollar baby here. He's the face of the Eagles. We saw that, you know, when when Nick Foles went in during the Super Bowl run, the Eagles didn't miss a beat. They didn't miss a step. So for Carson, he's just got to find a way to stay healthy because if he ever gets hurt again – and you got Jalen Hurts on the field, like you mentioned, learning from Nick Saban, the toughness, the, uh, the the mental toughness, the physical toughness, and then learning from Lincoln Riley on top of that. If Wentz goes down again and Jalen goes out there and wins everybody over, if you Carson Wentz, you're looking for another contract somewhere else. Yeah, Jalen has the talent to do it. You know, look what he done at Oklahoma, you know. Well, just in one year, you know, uh, the, and like I said, the stats are there. But once again, you mentioned uh, the uh, the Bulls there and watching the uh, documentary, which uh, takes us back in time, you know, a long time ago. And uh, Mr. Rodman had a lot of things to say and a lot of things to do, didn't he? <laughs> a lot of things to say and a lot of things to do. I mean, I just want to know how he got so smooth with the ladies, man. For him to have Madonna – and Carmen Electra, right, man, I take my cap off to you, man. You were smooth, man. <laughs> you were smooth. <laughs> yeah, he was smooth. There's no doubt about it. And even going over to North Korea and making buddies with Kim Jong-un. So, I mean, you know, there it goes. But I know there's a lot of people in the queue. And uh, that took me back uh, thinking about uh, way back when instead of back in the day. A lot of people say, I like to say way back when. And, uh that reminded me of the 92 team. So we're going to try a little three hearty chuckles here on the poem. We wrote about the 92 team and sort of go back in history and uh, end a conversation like that. So here we go, Stephen. Roses are red, violets are blue. It was the year of the champ. It was 1992. Alabama went to play the Mighty Gators 
on that cold and windy December day. The game was tight. Then came a roar, a mighty flash. Antonio Langham had intercepted the pass. The next thing we knew, he was standing tall in the end zone, raising the ball, facing us all. We all knew, Mr. Kramer told us, history was made this day by beating the mighty Gators and taking the first ever played SEC championship and trophy back to Tuscaloosa that day. So anyway, I just thought I'd go back in time a little bit. If the Lord's willing, we'll see y'all again on Wednesday night. Hope everybody's doing well, and we'll catch you again Wednesday, Stephen. Be good. JP sounding good on the mic, too. See y'all later. <laughs> Bye-bye. Appreciate it, Wagner. Thanks to Wagner always bringing in those great palms. Great call there. But we're going to go to our comment section. Uh, JP, uh, what we got in the comment section, brother? I say, man, Waylon is a he's a rapper. Like he needs to drop a mixtape or something. The poems are fire. But um, uh, interesting comment here. Sully four six two said, uh, talking to one of my Eagle sources, who said this guy might be able to contribute as a straight running back. Mike Garofalo talking about Jalen. I mean, I could see that, but but at the same time, what have we known Jalen Hurts to always say? I'm a quarterback. Every meeting he's been in, every event he's been in, every interview he's been in, he's always been adamant about talking about he is a quarterback and he's not going to change positions. Now, I look at what the Saints do with Taysom Hill, and you could see some of that with, with Jalen having some packages in there for him, just like the Eagles had packages with Michael Vick when they had uh, Donovan McNabb and Kevin Cobb at the same time. So there, there are many ways they can go about maneuvering this, but the main thing is the starting quarterback right now, Carson Wentz, just has to find a way to stay healthy. That's the main thing. You can put together packages. You can find different ways to get you know Hurts involved within the system, but – if your guy is Carson Wentz, if the Eagles are solely 100% behind Carson Wentz as they did draft him, number two overall in 2016, bro, man, got to stay healthy. All right, and Willie351 says, if I'm Jalen, I'm dropping every pass and fumbling every ball in practice. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? Hold, hold, hold on. Is that, is, is that the answer to the question of him being a running back? Uh, I'm not sure. Look. It looks like it. Jang, I, I can't I can't see okay. Even 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 if they were to make him play running back or make him play another position, I feel like the competitiveness of Jalen, even if he wanted to drop every pass, I feel like the competitiveness of Jalen wouldn't let him. Because if he was to drop a pass, he could he could sense Nick Saban in the back of his mind going, You're not giving your all, Jalen. You're not doing what you're supposed to do, Jalen. That's not what I taught you, Jalen. I'm not giving you an oatmeal cream pie, Jalen. <laughs> I can I can sense Nick Saban doing that. <laughs> All right. Uh, Kenneth Car Kenneth Cannon says Carson Wentz cap hit is too much to trade. Yeah, they paid they, they paid him a lot of money. They paid him a lot of money, which which is which is the reason why they they are committed to him. It's can he find a way to protect himself it's kind of like with Tua Tagovailoa as good as Tua Tagovailoa is can Tua find a way once he starts playing in the NFL to throw the ball away slide protect his body because for a quarterback your livelihood is your arm you take away your throwing shoulder your throwing arm what do you have to work with you have nothing to work with so the same thing with Tua I'm gonna say here about Carson Wentz you gotta find a way to protect your body and protect your investment but, yeah, they did pay him a boatload of money. And Willie351 says, uh, I was heated when Brooks chose Tennessee. Uh, Sam William Wilkinson says, my understanding is that Auburn thought they were going to land him. Some were saying because of the staked LB class, well, staked LB class for 2020 Bama signing class, he preferred either Vols or Auburn. Uh, and that's that, that's some recruiting right there. Yeah. Oh wow. So that's that's definitely that's definitely one we, we, that we're going to get Justin involved in. Justin Smith, our lead scouting recruiting analyst for Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Check out his show, The Process, on YouTube every Tuesday and Thursday. Definitely a question there for Justin. We're going to get that one to him uh, at some point soon. 
Any other interesting ones you got there, John Ivory? Uh, Willie351 says we got to compile Waylon's poems and make it a compilation album. Hey, we I might, got I might to. Do that. We I'm got about to. <laughs> we got to. No, no, I mean, no, no joke. Like, we actually got. See, John, you got the beats. We got Waylon's poems. Maybe Willie351 could throw a hook in there, and I'll just be standing out in the back passing out programs. I mean, that's fine with me. Hey, I'm gonna make a Waylon mixtape. Just, just wait. So, on so, so you, so, so, so it's official. You're gonna officially make the Waylon mixtape. Yeah, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make the Waylon mixtape. Okay, man. it's official now. We, we, we can put it on the poll. JP is gonna make the Waylon mixtape. Uh, Willie three five one is dropping hooks, and I'm doing the brochures. I'm doing the programs. That's fine. That's fine. We got, we, we got any more good ones in the chat line there, John? Um, that's about it. That's about What's, what's, what's crazy here is, got to give a shout out to Bama Network. Bama Network joined us here in the other uh, chat line. That would be Caitlin Heffler and Jay Sanger. Caitlin Heffler and Jay Sanger of Bama Network at the University of Alabama. So happy to have California and Kentucky in the building. But both young ladies representing Bama Network doing a fine job in sports broadcasting. Gucci. Gucci Tide is in here also giving you a salute there, JP. JP in here. So uh, appreciating that from Gucci Tide. Continue to hit us up here in the chat lines. We take our next break. But upon our return, we sit down with my man, Mac Hereford, former Alabama wide receiver to talk draft, Crimson Tide football, and much, much more after this. delicious homestyle cooking sushi and hibachi check out otoro hibachi in the university mall in tuscaloosa alabama at home and you can't get away from the tv because the crimson tide is about to score don't worry delivery is also available through waiter and crimson to go that's otoro hibachi in the university mall in tuscaloosa alabama and make sure you let them know the good folks at touchdown alabama sent you Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to touchdown. Alabama.com today and roll tide. We're back here on a Monday in my own words, the podcast, best form of Crimson Tide football news, notes, and information you will find anywhere. Touchdown Alabama Magazine with yours truly, your man, Stephen M. Smith. Got the man, John Ivory, in here as well. And ladies and gentlemen, if you have not, if you have not, uh, if you're if you're new to the show, be sure to hit that subscribe button right now. Hit the subscribe button and turn on your notifications so that you can have all the updates, alerts on your Crimson Tide. New to the show, new to the network and the channel, be sure to hit that subscribe button and turn on those notifications. But we go to the In My Own Words hotline where we pick up my good man here, Mac Hereford, former Alabama wide receiver, played from 2016 to 2019, part of two national championships, a net part of two SEC championships, a national championship in the 2017 season. Mac, how you feeling, man? I hope you're doing well. Steven, thank you so much for having me on. I always love being a part of the show. Uh, I'm doing great and hanging in there. Outstanding, folks. If you're just tuning in, we got Mac Hereford on the line right now, former Crimson Tide wide receiver. And Mac, last week was awesome, and it was awesome for you getting the chance to watch so many of your your teammates pursue their professional dreams, getting drafted to play, you know, pro ball, and even had a couple of guys to sign undrafted rookie free agent contracts. What were your emotions like on last week, just watching all of these guys come off the board? all of these guys fulfill their dreams and be able to you know, take care of their families. It was wild to say the least. Uh, I really had a great time uh, last week being able to, you know, watch these guys get selected. And then, like you said, the other guys uh, get picked up in free agency. 
Um, I mean, it, it was like I was living uh, vicariously through their moments, just getting to like, you know, I'd seen them work so hard and uh, play alongside me and, and just getting to see them, you know, accomplish these big things and share that moment with their families. Just like, it was awesome. The, the suspense and just, you know, when they got picked or, or selected, I, I couldn't be any happier. Now, I know you don't like to pick and choose here, Mac, but if you had to pick, if you had to pick which player of this group of former Tide guys went to the best possible spot in terms of their skill set, who went to the best spot in your mind? Yeah, uh, like you said, I, it's, it's hard for me to pick sometimes. I think that everyone, you know, like with their ability, went to a great place. Uh, one in particular that stood out to me uh, that I think is just awesome is Xavier McKinney. Um, you know, the Giants talked about them needing a safety that was able to do it all, a guy who would play in the box, a guy who could play deep, um, and a guy who could cover a slot. And, you know, with all these, you know, spread sets, a lot of wide receivers uh, on the field these days, that's like you need that guy. You need an extra DB. Uh, and Xavier McKinney brings all those things and more to the Giants' defense. Um, with his intangibles, you know, and, and locker room presence and just the kind of guy he is, um, you know, a great leader and extremely great work ethic. So I, I think he's a great pick and will really do well and thrive in that New York defense. Now, continuing with X here, talk about his communication because a lot of people don't harp on that enough. And, and here's a guy in X that you didn't have – Alabama did not have Dylan Moses last year. It didn't have Joshua McMillan this past season. So you're playing with two young freshman linebackers. So X kind of has to do a little bit more than what he wanted to do, but he was able to put it all together and help the Tide stay in the top 20 in terms of scoring defense and total defense. Just talk about how a strong communicator this young man is. You said, you know, I would say that the linebackers are usually the guys who are the vocal communicators on the defense, getting things in place and kind of, you know, a lot of times just telling different guys what to do and where to be uh, in certain situations. Um, but because we had the younger guys, you know, who were still learning the defense um, and, and adjusting, uh, Xavier did have to step up and he's a really good communicator. You know, he's, he's, he's very just to the point. Uh, he, he doesn't say too much. Um you know, but when he does say it, you know it's important. Um, and, and he just does a good job of that, communicating to the different guys and explaining to them why things are the way they are. Um, and, and you can see that, too, not just on the field, but the way he coaches up the younger guys. If you're just tuning in to In My Own Words, the podcast, ladies and gentlemen, we are joined live via the phone line by with a former Alabama receiver, Mac Herford, who played from 2016 to 2019 under Nick Saban. Now, Mac, at this point in time, this is new for everybody, this global crisis, this coronavirus pandemic, uh, something that you can't control. But for athletes, when you're on this type of a break like this, when you don't know what's going to happen, what's going to transpire, how do you keep yourself loose? How do athletes keep themselves in shape? How do you keep yourself in the best physical and mental mindset during this time of uncertainty? I think the best – first of all, I think it's, it, it stinks for a lot of guys who are not able to have access to the things they need, whether it be weights or, you know, a facility or field to run on uh, due to the circumstances of where they may be. Um, but, you know, it goes to controlling the controllables. And, you know, you got to realize that the thing you can control is staying in shape and that there's different ways to do that, whether it be running, um, you know, band exercises. I've been talking a lot with Jalen Moody. And he's been able to, you know, do these resistance bands exercises that they're sending them and doing body weight workouts, uh, as well as staying just really great shape by running around in the neighborhood and wherever he can find uh, to do that, you know, while still practicing social distancing. Um, and I think that's what it takes. You just have to be very motivated uh, and, and try to find somewhere. And if you can't find somewhere, then try to make it work in the space you have. Now, we're all kind of keeping our hands crossed here that there will be a college football season. We're all keeping our hands crossed that at some point this summer, uh, this virus will burn out, will burn off, will die out, and we can get back to some sense of, normalis of normalcy, especially in sports. But in the event that there is a football season and the players come back to campus and they're able to take part in practices, how important will it be to, you know, for these guys to have that passion but understand I can't be getting my teammates hurt out here on the field? 
Uh, I, th- I think it'll be extremely important, uh, you know, for those guys to have that balance. Um, and I, th- I think the main thing is that, you know, the football program has to do a good job of letting the guys get into back into the sport uh, at a certain pace, you know, and make sure kind of everybody's not on the same track because they won't be, but, you know, a similar track and an ability where their bodies are ready to play uh, because it would be bad if, you know, some guys – haven't been able to have access to things that other guys have. And, you know, there'd be a gap and it it would create a lot of injuries. Now, I know that you're trying to pursue, you know, your fifth year elsewhere, but just from the outside looking in, being able to see what the new sports performance staff of Dr. Matt Ray and David Ballou have been doing for the Crimson Tide, what are you liking so far about their approach to the game? I know it's not what Scott Cochran did, and Coach Cochran had a huge imprint on this program, but just you observing, what are you liking so far from Baloo and Dr. Ray? Yeah, they're, they're using an approach that I haven't seen as much, um, and, and that's more of the science approach, I would say. He had, you know, With a doctor, they, they like to really evaluate and think what's best for each player. And the thing I think I like the you know the most about it is I've been talking to guys like Pierce Quick and there's there's workouts you know he's a lineman there's workouts that are set just for him uh, and it's not necessarily putting most weight on his back but figuring out what amount of weight he needs to put on his back and what kind of exercises he needs to do to improve you know as an individual um, in that position um, and so I would just say specific position stuff and stuff that translates to the field them kind of going through that and using the science behind and explaining it to the guys is something that I find very impressive and just, you know, really cool. If you're joined, if you're just joining the show, in my own words, the podcast, we're live here with former Alabama wide receiver Mac Hereford, played for the Crimson Tide from 2016 to 2019, part of two SEC championship teams, a national title team in 2017. And Mac, we, we all know what Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle can do. We've watched these two young men grow, we've watched them be productive. Who steps up as the third receiver? Do you see it being one guy? Do you see it being a combination of guys? Who is that third option for the Crimson Tide in the upcoming season? For sure. I, I think that, uh, you know, it's a great question. It's, it's tough. Like you said, we, we know that Waddle and, and Smitty, uh, Devontae Smith, can really ball. Uh, and they'll, you know, be the one and the two. And then, like you're saying, there's going to be a third spot. Uh, it will be – it's very hard to know. Uh, it's really a great opportunity for someone to take that spot uh, and really earn it because of the fact that the group of guys fighting for it is just so talented. You know, you have Slade, who I could see, you know, being that third guy because he's an athlete. He's been, he's really developed the wide receiver position. um, And we've seen him be able to play wildcat and do, you know, anything they need him to do on the field. Uh, But then you have guys like Shavers who have, the height and the body and the strength and their big physical wide receiver who can make great catches. Um, Xavier Williams, who I don't think a lot of people talk about who, you know, in practice I've been able He's to- He's an underrated guy. Oh, very underrated. And, and he has something that a lot of people haven't seen and I hope they get to see at some point is his ability to make plays in the ball. You know, we, there was a time in, I think my sophomore year, um, his freshman year that he was on the scout team, just, killing these dds you know guys like guys who are in the league just jumping up in the air and catching these deep balls uh and nobody could stop them and, and it drove coach Saban nuts um but you know so xavier williams and then depending on what they do with Chadarius townsend uh he's also a guy who could contend for that spot because he's just so fast uh, i don't think i've seen guys you know with his speed and then mechie uh you know is john mechie a lot of people have heard about him and He's a guy who's just such a solid receiver, uh, extremely fast and quick and able to explode out of his breaks so quickly. You know, I think that all those guys have a, a fair shot at being that third guy. Uh, it's going to be who wants it enough and, you know, which guy stands out at the coaches the most. It'll be very interesting to continue to track that conversation on the number three, potential number three wide receiver for the Crimson Tide. But, Mac, you've had a lot 
of great moments with, with Coach Saban. I know myself here in the media, you know, Coach Saban likes to joke with us. He likes to roast us at times. He likes to poke fun at us. He says he, he says he appreciates what we do. Sometimes I wonder if that's true or not, but I'll take his word for it. But you are, you are around him for, for four years. So uh, what were some of the best, what were some of the funniest moments that you had with Coach Saban? Yeah, there's there's one uh, moment in particular I can think about that rings a bell right now, um, just with Tua recently being drafted. It was Tua's freshman year uh, during fall camp. Uh, I was on the side, on, on one side with Chadarius Townsend. I was playing the outside receiver, and I was on the ball, and it was a motion play to a wide receiver to get a reverse. Uh, and being on the ball, you know, you, you can't reverse when you're on the ball, or motion when you're on the ball. Um and so uh, it was clearly going to Chad, but I, I was just in the moment and I was just pumped. I'd been, you know, fall camp was getting hot. And I looked over at Tua um, and he motioned Chad, but it looked like he motioned to me. And so I gun it and I just go straight for the ball um, and take that thing right from Tua. And, and, and people are kind of confused. And Chadarius knew that he was supposed to get the ball. So he's kind of running after me thinking like, am I supposed to get the ball? Like what's going on? Uh, the play ends, but later on that night when we're doing film evaluation with the team, Coach Saban, the play comes up, and Coach Saban just looks back at everybody after the play, and he pauses it, and he goes, I mean, what is this, Canadian football or something? He's like, what in the heck are you guys doing out there? And, uh, and you know, I was embarrassed in the moment, very embarrassed, but my teammates found it really funny um, and comical, and, you know, it was – it was just a it was kind of a funny thing it, it, like after the fact it really made me laugh you might have a canadian you may have a, a cfl football future there mac you might have one <laughs> we're live. who knows who knows we're live here on the phone lines with uh, mac hereford if you're just tuning into in my own words the podcast highest show in the streets here with uh, yours truly, Stephen M. Smith, Hereford, former Alabama football wide receiver. Last one here for you, Mac, on uh, on my end. When you look at when you look at Jalen Hurts and Jalen getting drafted to the Philadelphia Eagles at pick fifty three, after all that he went through, both at Alabama and Oklahoma, how big of a proud moment to see that young man with so much class, so much toughness, you know, break through and, and get drafted in the manner that he did. It was pretty unbelievable feeling. I, and and it's, it's awesome when not only am I happy, but, you know, like my sister was sitting there watching and saying, just someone please pick Jalen, please pick Jalen. Uh, just knowing what kind of guy he was and teammate he was to me um, and, and, you know, what kind of person he was for the fans um, and, and everybody. And to see him just battle constantly um, through adversity. I mean, I, I think there's going to be a documentary or should be on him someday in his college career. Um, you know, maybe the NFL story, it's just getting started. So you never know what else it can turn into, but it was a pretty crazy thing to see. And I was so excited. Um, and a lot of people in the Eagles were thinking, or, you know, around the program wondering why they would draft a quarterback when they have one, you know, there already. But I mean, it's Jalen Hurts. Like you, you, anyone who can get him at that round in time uh, should want to pick him up. And I can't wait to see what he's going to do there. I really think he'll make a big impact for them. He's Mac Hereford, former Alabama wide receiver for the Alabama Crimson Tide, played from 2016 to 2019, part of two SEC championships in the national title in 2017. My man, appreciate you for coming on to spend some time with me here on the show, man. Take care, man. Be good. Thank you so much for having me, Stephen. I hope everyone's doing well, and uh, God bless. Always awesome to have Mac here for their talking some football with him. We're going to go to another break here on the show. Don't touch that dial. Upon our return, we dive back into your phone calls, tweets, text messages, thoughts, questions, and concerns after this. Menswear in the University Mall in Tuscaloosa. 
Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. We are back into the action, folks, here on the hottest show on the streets, the best form of Alabama football news, notes, and information. In my own words, the podcast, yours truly, Stephen M. Smith, and uh, your time, Crimson Tide fans, 205-448-1358. Be able to call in, let your voice be heard, 205-448-1358. You can also text with that number and leave a voicemail with that number. So, as you guys are getting your thoughts together, kind of an interesting ordeal here is Alabama head football coach Nick Saban. He wants to have a college football season. He knows how important that the football season is, but at the same time, he doesn't want to rush into anything. And it was before the before the NFL draft, I believe it was either Tuesday or Wednesday, he was on the Paul Feinbaum show and he talked about how Alabama usually has four weeks of an off-season program before spring ball. An off-season program, it's tough, it's grueling, it's painful. If you can get through that program, you can get through anything. So they would have that program, and that program would prepare the players for spring practice. And uh, he is arguing or proposing the idea of if Alabama can have four weeks of a summer conditioning, summer training, summer practice, summer program to where you can interact with the, with the players, he can help the players train, help the players condition, teach the players techniques, go through some things to make sure that everybody is getting caught up prior to going into fall camp because fall camp is a very concentrated time. You're looking at, you know, all the hitting takes place in fall camp, all of the attention takes place in fall camp, all of the contact takes place in fall camp, and this is where you kind of have some of those injuries that happen because you're going 100% all out, full throttle, full go, no stopping. This is how uh, Joshua McMillan got hurt last season with the uh, with the knee issue. This is how Dylan Moses got injured. Also, Trey Sanders with his foot, uh, with this foot mishap. So, Coach Saban wanting the idea of four weeks of an offseason, four weeks of a summer program, summer training, summer conditioning prior to the college football season. So, and, and what's interesting, what's interesting about this is when Coach Saban has an idea, when Coach Saban has a proposal, two one of two things happens. It's either A, it's highly taken into consideration, or B, a move is made on it. I go back to the 2019 Iron Bowl where, of course, Gus Malzahn and the and the Auburn Tigers knew it was not supposed to have that, that field goal prior to the half. They knew the time had expired. They knew they had no timeouts. Nick Saban becoming unhinged, unglued on the sideline. He voices his opinion. Lo and behold, we see the NCAA go go back and make an adjustment, make an amend, make a alteration, a change to the rule. Now, of course, Gus Malzahn was not happy about that. But at the end of the day, when Nick Saban is not satisfied with something, when Nick Saban sees something is not right, he is going to voice his opinion. He is going to let his voice be heard. And more more times than not, either a either what he's saying is taken into the consideration or there's an actual move, there's an actual motion on this. I remember at one point in time where Saban was all in on having more conference games. A lot of people were saying, well, these non-conference games are boring. These non-conference games are lame. You know, Bama's going to beat up on these teams. Can we have more competitive football? And Coach Saban goes, okay. I see your gripe. I see where you're coming from. Let's add an extra conference game. Let's have nine conference games just to make it interesting. And the other coaches in the SEC going, no, nah, no, nah, man, no, nah, pull back, pull back. No, nah, bro, Pimp Juice, I can't have that, son. Uh-uh, that's going to be too much. 
that's gonna be too dangerous something gonna go wrong so they ended up pushing back from that but Nick Saban gave his opinion Nick Saban gave his thought and uh, he gives his thoughts on the four weeks of a possible summer conditioning program but we'll see what happens anyway we go to another break here on the show. Don't touch that down. Upon our return, we get into one OJ Howard. He wants out of Tampa Bay. What? We'll talk about it, touch in on it right after this. If you're an avid Alabama Crimson Tide fan and you love to flaunt it, then show your Alabama Crimson Tide support by grabbing the Alabama sneakers. They feature bold Crimson Tide graphics, so no one will be able to question where your allegiance lies. When you add these sweet sneakers to your Alabama Crimson Tide collection, go to stsfootwear.com and use the code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. That's code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. Go to stsfootwear.com and get your Alabama sneakers today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to touchdown alabama.com today and roll tide back into the action ladies and gentlemen on the hottest show in the streets on a monday in my own words the podcast with yours truly stephen smith of touchdown alabama magazine and before we dive into oj howard got a little news update here former alabama defensive lineman jonathan allen got the fifth year option of his contract picked up by the washington redskins on today allen who has had three solid seasons so far in the pros especially this past year where he really dominated 69 tackles for you know the redskins got six sacks got about 11 and a half tackles for loss there so continuing you know his process of growing getting better better and better and he's one of the leaders on a defensive line defensive front that's got a bunch of bama players on there including deron Payne, uh, uh sean Dion hamilton Ryan Anderson, uh, Ruben Foster, and also Landon Collins. So kudos to Jonathan Allen getting the fifth-year option picked up on his contract. But we get into O.J. Howard. Former Alabama tight end O.J. Howard, according to Pro Football Talk, he wants out of Tampa Bay. And the reason why is the Buccaneers lured uh, Rob Gronkowski out of retirement to put him back with his good friend, his quarterback in New England, that being one Tom Brady. And, of course, OJ thought this would be the year for him. He thought, I get a chance to play with Brady. I get a chance to play with the GOAT. I get a chance to get my stats up, my numbers up. But, unfortunately, here comes Rob Gronkowski in here. And though we do not know how long Gronk will continue playing football, he's already retired from the game once before. But just the thought of having Gronk in Buccaneers in Tampa Bay, you look at O.J. Howard going, you know, where does that leave me? So he's already expressing some discomfort, expressing some, uh, some. Uh, he's already upset, he's already disagreeing with the move that was made and just wants a new scenery, just wants a different area to go to dominate and play football. Now, it was about two months ago, according to ESPN, where the Buccaneers were looking to shop Howard around in a trade. They wanted to trade him to the to the Redskins for Trent Williams, the offensive tackle. Unfortunately, that deal fell through. It did not happen. Williams ended up going to the San Francisco 49ers to replace one Joe Staley. So with that happening, you still have OJ with Tampa Bay, but not happy with his situation with the Buccaneers. And 
his three years thus far, going back to him being drafted in 2017 in the first round. Howard, 94 catches, 1,456 yards, 12 touchdowns in his career at Alabama from 2013 to 2016. Howard, 114 catches for 1,726 yards and seven scores. The 2015 season, arguably his best year, 38 catches, 602 yards and two touchdowns. And when I look at OJ, does he have the right to request this trade? Does he have the right to one out? I think he does. Just due to you've got seven tight ends on the roster. You got Cameron Braid on the roster. You bring in Gronkowski. You got, you know, five other guys. So if OJ is not going to get the opportunity to really grow and develop and become the, the player that he wants to be at this level, then he has every right to be upset and want to request out. Now, there are five teams, in my opinion, that could use a tight end. Five. Carolina Panthers can use one. The Indianapolis Colts can use one. The New England Patriots, good God almighty, they can use one, especially after you know Tom Brady left because he didn't have any weapons to throw to, aside from Julian Edelman. The Washington Redskins can use one. And then the Houston Texans, after they just let DeAndre Hopkins walk all the way to the Arizona Cardinals for nothing more than some stale chicken nuggets from McDonald's, I mean, the Houston Texans can use a tight end it can use a big time weapon in the receiving option but for me all those teams that just rattled off here I look at the Indianapolis Colts as potentially the best fit for Howard and the reason why Philip Rivers has had his best production right Philip Rivers has had his best work in having a marquee tight end you go back to his days with the San Diego Chargers now, the NA charge, when they were known as San Diego, when he had Antonio Gates, who was a man amongst boys out there, Rivers' numbers were through the roof. He was a fantasy quarterback. He was a marquee quarterback. He was a headline guy because he had that security blanket. He had that target in Antonio Gates. And even after Gates left, and they eventually drafted a Hunter Henry, Henry benefited from having Philip Rivers, and Rivers benefited from having a big time, a security blanket in Hunter Henry. So when he's had a um, prolific tight end, when he's had a tight end that can run the routes, that can get open, that can create separation, that can find the holes in the zone of a defense and make plays, Rivers has been quite successful. So here comes you know, O.J. Howard after the Colts lost Eric Ebron, a young, you know, solid tight end. You bring in an O.J. Howard, you would give Rivers, though he's on a one-year deal, you would give him a tight end that can get open, that can create separation off the line of scrimmage, that can attack the holes in the zone, that can present Rivers, a guy that can move a chain on third down, that can be a great red zone target, that can be a strong jump ball target. I, I would really like for Chris Ballard, one of the smartest GMs in the game right now, to make this move. A lot of people feel like New England could make the move and uh, bringing OJ to Foxborough, even though Carolina would be nice, having a guy to be that security blanket for one Teddy Bridgewater, the Washington Redskins, that would be pretty cool, having someone to catch passes from Dwayne Haskins at that quarterback position entering his second year. Even the Houston Texans after, once again, I mentioned you know, that organization letting DeAndre Hopkins just walk completely out the door. I just really like the idea if Indianapolis, indoor facility, you know, Lucas Oil Stadium, you know, uh, Phillip Rivers does well in sunny climate. And on top of that, he's, he does, he could do really well in an indoor, you know, controlled climate thing inside the uh, Lucas Oil Stadium there. He would do really well in there. So you would have him in there. If you could get him an OJ Howard and pair him with a T.Y. Hilton along with O.J., that would be that would fit really well with what Phillip Rivers can do offensively at the quarterback position. But just my thoughts here on that. So the team I think that O.J. could go to, that would be a good fit there, the Indianapolis Colts. But as always, ladies and gentlemen, you want the best in news, notes, information, and coverage on your Crimson Tide. It is very simple, very easy to get this done. You download the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. You can get this from your iPhone, if, from the iPhone App Store if you're rocking Team Apple there. 
You can also get this from the Google Play Store if you happen to have the Android phone. For the podcast options, if your audio listening needs just so happen to be Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Overcast.fm or iHeartRadio, we got you covered right there. Also, be sure if you are new to the show, hit that subscribe button. And also turn on your notifications so you can stay connected with the hottest shows covering your Crimson Tide, getting all the news, notes, updates, and alerts there on your favorite program. If the good and gracious Lord sees fit, I will continue. I will be back on Wednesday with the topic being Alabama Crimson Tide football. But until next time, folks, leave you with my favorite things. That being husbands, love your wives. Wives, appreciate, value those husbands. Children, do everything legitimately now to not be bored. Get those three hearty meals a day, those three great laughs a day. Protect yourself. Protect the loved ones around you. Until next time, folks, I'm your man, Stephen M. Smith, and you've been listening to In My Own Words. 